0: Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast.
1: Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of
2: clean finishers and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is run
3: by such such staggish behavior and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on
2: every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's ZFM Sport let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo
3: my station your station the team is in studio, assembled, ready to dish out what should be an exciting edition of ZFM Sport, your favourite sports show on a Wednesday, wacky Wednesday. Barry Manandi, Chris Meadzee, our producer, is Sean Teferinika. My name is Mike Madoda. We should be joined by Alois Mungira, our football pundit, the former Zimbabwe international. Of course, it's all about Qatar 2022. It's the business end and Leonel has praised Argentina's intelligence after they swept aside Croatia with a no-nonsense 3-0 win to reach the World Cup final having shown more guts at than flair to beat the Netherlands in the previous round. We'll also preview tonight's action the second semi-final where Morocco coach Walid Regragui says the trailblazing Atlas Lions will fight to achieve the crazy dream of a place in the World Cup final where they face a monumental test of their mettle against current holders France in tonight's action
0: after our play of the day we go uh in fact before all of that we'll have a report from the home front where Zifa uh, will block coaches without the requisite CAF A license or the equivalent uh, to coach in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League next year as a way of conforming to the FIFA and CAF club licensing regulations in international sports news world rugby has been thrown into crisis with Bernard Laporte suspending himself as vice chairman after he was handed a two-year suspended prison sentence and fined 75,000 euro by a french court for being guilty of corruption uh, charges and then in around the world in 60 we have updates from england italy and the united states the home
4: front local sports news and analysis We'll start off with some boxing news in your local sports news roundup where World Boxing Council Women's Championship Committee has paved the way for the World Boxing Council Super Bantamweight Interim title holder Kuraquashichiwan did camp to start negotiations for the gold title against Mexican Yemi Yamleth in Macau. La- Yamleth Mokado, popularly known as Take Money, Chiwandere got a shot at the WBC Gold Belt after defeating Mexican challenger Zurina Munoth at the Harare International Conference Centre in October. In swimming news, Zimbabwe swimmer Donata Katai found the going tough on the first day of the 2022 World Short Course Championships in Australia yesterday. Katai swam in the women's 100 metre backstroke Heat 3 and finished in a personal best time of 1 minute 0.85 seconds by but she unfortunately failed to qualify for the semifinals after she was ranked 37th overall out of 47 swimmers. And we'll finish off with cricket news, where former Zimbabwe cricket team wicket keeper batsman PJ Moore will have to wait a bit longer before making his debut for Ireland after not being included in their ODI and T20 internationals for the Tour of Zimbabwe, which begins next month. Moore, who holds an Irish passport, last played for Zimbabwe in October 2019, having played 49 ODIs, 8 tests and 21 T20 internationals.
2: From Rufaro to Barberfields Fields, Mandawa to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together
3: on ZFN Sport. A reminder that we love to keep it interactive, and we want to hear from you on ZFM Sport 0731-168-045. Uh, That's 0731-168-045. one one six eight zero four five. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. And don't forget, we are available as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search for ZFM Sport and subscribe now let's get into the news of course that's coming out of zifa
5: hi my name is Shamba. my Shamba
3: super striker you're listening to zfm sports <laughs> Right, so Zifa will block coaches without the requisite uh, CAF A license or equivalent to coaches in the Castle Laga Premier Soccer League next year as a way of conforming to the FIFA and CAF club licensing regulations. The national football governing body is currently suspended by FIFA over government interference, but acting president Gift Banda has said club licensing regulations have been compromised for a long time and from next year, there would be no backtracking on coaches' qualifications. Now, football pundits Muzueto Hadebe says the stricter enforcement of the CAF-A license requirements will improve the quality of coaching in the local league.
5: There is nothing wrong with uh, setting standards in terms of what you expect of uh, your coaches in any given country. Uh, But uh, the only challenge is when you are not offering uh, the courses uh, to the coaches for them to try and achieve. Uh, those uh, qualifications, so that's something that uh, ZIFA will need to to address. Uh, I know they have said that uh, there is a host of coaches uh, we have acquired CAF uh, um, A, 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 Calf a uh, licenses, uh, but what we also know is that uh, most of those coaches have not had practical experience uh, since. Uh, they acquired those uh, qualifications. Uh, that is, uh, some of them, as uh, most of them were also largely uh, schooled uh, teachers. So that's something that uh, uh, the FA needs to 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 address. And uh, we know that uh, those that have been in the Premier League, uh, we have been recycling them with those uh, FA licenses with legal improvement on uh, on on the game. So that's another uh, concern that, uh, personally, uh, I have. Uh, I see they are saying that uh, it's not going to be restricted to the Premier League, but even down uh, to the Junior League as well as uh, the lower divisions. But we know also that uh, most of the coaches who are coaching in the lower leagues, who are coaching uh, Junior Leagues, uh, have done so really out of uh, uh, love of the game to help those boys and uh, instead of blocking them, we should actually be uh, trying to assist them one way or the other and uh, this is not what Zipha is, is trying to do and by so doing, they are simply uh, killing the game uh, in my view. So before they offer those course- courses and also at affordable pla- prices, I think it will be unfair for to be concentrating on such and wanting to, uh, to to block the coaches. I think there is a, a lot of other works that Zifa can do, for example, equip the coaches at grassroots level rather than just wanting to look at the PSL uh, and at uh, the top leads. Look at the bottom, what is happening. Uh, most of the coaches, they're just sacrificing their time, uh, just out of passion, trying to groom uh, these boys, even without the necessary. Necessary qualifications. Why don't we concentrate on uh, uh, capacitating them and uh, giving them uh, the right skills uh, to bring up uh, a future young stars. Z. Uh,
3: the thoughts of Bulawaye-based football pundit muzuwe to Hadebe. Talking, of course, there about uh, the stricter enforcement of the CAF A licensing requirements for our local coaches. Now, in August, the PSL embarked on a cleanup exercise, weeding out coaches without the CAF licenses from the dugouts save for those of course that had been cleared by Zifa and uh, previously there have been a number of coaches that have actually uh, benefited from an exemption uh, and those include the likes of uh, Joey Antipas at Chicken Inn Luke Petros uh, Agent Sao Moses Chunga Sunday Chizambra and of course Cosmas Tsano Zulu amongst many others they are now coming out Barry and uh, speaking in very strong terms About saying you know what That era may be over We are now going to be a lot stricter In enforcing this requirement So that Zimbabwe falls in line With the expectations of CAF and FIFA. I want to know your thoughts, Barry. Is this justified in light of the situation on the ground? Uh,
0: the simple answer is no. It's not justified on the basis that the courses are not being held. Uh, so uh, those that are sitting on CAF B licenses, many of them have been sitting on CAF B for four and five years uh, and more, uh, cannot then qualify and uh, uh, graduate uh, to the CAF A license because the courses are not being held. We know we we spoke about I think on on Friday uh, Tulani. Subanda, uh, Coach Toots uh, of Blower Chiefs, who had to go to Tanzania. He's actually doing his cafe in Tanzania because it's not being done here. Uh, so, I think you can only enforce when you then have given uh, the the ground for people to actually graduate into that qualification. The enforcement itself, no problem with it. So it's important, but
1: right so, now so not just. So, well, what
3: you're telling me, Barry, is that uh, it has not been a lack of desire on the part of the local coaches. Agreed. Uh, they have desired but unfortunately, the opportunity just hasn't been there for them to move from B to A. They have no
0: outlet. <laughs> so regardless of how much they desire, and, and we speak to many of them uh, that are sitting on, on, on CAF B licenses, uh, they would love to go to, to the next level and get their CAF A license. But they simply can't because there are no courses being held. There haven't been for the past, I think it's about four to five years uh, since we held uh, the last of those courses. So it's, a, it's unjust justify for them to try and enforce it now
3: and uh, Chris those that have managed to do so Barry brought up of course that uh, Tulani uh, Tutsibanda who we spoke about on the show just a few days ago uh, it's because he has the resources to actually go out to a country mm-hmm. like uh, Tanzania uh, and do the course the vast majority of the of the coaches we have in our local league don't have those resources True. and so they are
4: stuck where they are and Zifa hasn't offered something like Barry said in the last four or five years yeah and it presents a very structural challenge um, I I think it's then incumbent, and I'm not in any way excusing the fact that these these coaching courses are not available. I'm not excusing it. But if the clubs want certain coaches on their benches who are not qualified, and they have the resources, and we now know of um, a couple of clubs where there are resources. I'm going to point to Dynamos and Highlanders. If you are intent on having these coaches on your benches, there is capacity there in order to upskill them, get them the requisite qualifications if you can do it outside, and get them qualified, so for me, I think this push from the PSL, we're going to start seeing a lot more clubs and coaches actually making the effort, despite the unavailability locally, to actually get these licenses. I think there's going to be a bit more innovation that we but, think is possible.
0: But inadvertently, the, the 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 unintended consequence is that you're now making unqualified coaches an expensive buy for any uh, uh, club that wants to hire them. Let's take a look at Joey Antipas, and that's probably our best example. He doesn't. Hold Hold the cafe license he's won the league in the, in the last uh, uh five years he's uh, uh finished second in this uh just concluded he's always there or thereabouts so he can't be that bad and it shows
4: he, he can't
3: be very but uh he should have shown greater aptitude to actually go in further uh his career yeah, yeah. in terms of especially if he, if at he, a club
4: he, like chicken if
3: Egg. if he could go uh, to attachments in Germany, in Denmark, etc. It means that the club can actually afford to send him elsewhere, just like to learn to actually go and get his badges. Agreed. So, so for him, I'm not going to excuse him. Agreed. But uh,
0: again, I turn and say, fine. That's that's individual. Yes. But here, you're making a policy that you yourself are not making it easy to enforce. Now, let's say uh right we're no longer allowing um, bad example okay because' for lack of a better one mm-hmm. we're no longer allowing unlicensed drivers on on the roads we shouldn't allow them anyway mm-hmm. okay
6: mm-hmm.
0: but we've put in a policy where we are no longer licensing driving schools and we've closed the VID
3: so
5: what are no, we no, actually no, trying no, to no, do? No, no
3: we, we agree on that. Yeah. But uh, we are talking about a situation where we do have a number of clubs in the country uh, and a number of coaches who are in situations or in positions of privilege yes. where uh, in spite of the prevailing situation, which we all condemn yeah. and we, we all strongly, strongly, and we strongly condemn it, Zifa should have been doing something over the last four or five years. Definitely. But we're saying that having seen that Zifa was not doing anything, <laughs> you could have actually been proactive like Tulani Tootswanda and done something about yeah. it. And oh, so there are clubs it. who are able to do that. The other thing that uh, clubs may be forced to do, uh, Chris, because I don't think Zifa is going to put their hand up and take responsibility uh, for, for this shambles, uh, is that then clubs may be forced to go the Highlanders route where we might see now
4: more and more foreigners, perhaps for clubs that yeah. can afford come into the league because they might have the papers. Absolutely, and I think what we may have there, because they've got the papers, they may actually be coaches of a higher standard, potentially. And we consistently complain, I think especially last these last two seasons, about the quality of coaching oh. in mm. our PSL. Mm. So here comes Zifa to say, you know what, there's a problem here, it needs to be fixed. Sure. The PSL has done a bit of work this season because they've seen the deficit in terms of the quality of coaches. We obviously are not excusing the entire system, but we When you're taking a look at the football that was being played in our Premier Soccer yeah, League
3: yeah. this season. I sure. saws all over the place. Yeah, well get in touch uh, with us and uh, tell us your views. Zero seven three one one six What is your contribution to this uh, conversation? Let us hear from you. That number again, zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. A few messages already coming through. Uh, this one is from Chris out here in Harare. What's up Chris? And the insistence on CAF is noble but our situation is difficult. Six years now without CAF courses Coaches are willing To get CAF A But it's not Available Mm. Does club licensing Also touch on Office bearers In football (laughs) associations Because there are More problems there Very pertinent Very pertinent point Because we
0: we should Our club licensing Should actually stretch To uh, the administrators And indeed Even at 53 Livingston uh, Avenue As much as they're Enforcing on the Green grass And uh, uh, interesting uh, You you guys talked about Tulani Subanda I think he was Influenced by The enforcement That took place this year You you spoke about it, Mike When you talked about The fact they did That clean up exercise He was barred From sitting on The lawyer chief's bench He had to sit in the stands Joe Lupatla Antonio Torres The likes of Nisem Chekiela um, uh, Daniel Veremu Veremu at FC Platinum All of those guys Couldn't sit on the bench As a result of
3: that enforcement So they had to make a plan And Toots has Alright right right, Let's wrap it up With this message says That's a useless move By Zifa You can't set standards In a boozer's league (laughs) (laughs) You can't set a standard required by CAF and FIFA whilst you are not part of their membership. (laughs) Push for the band first. That's what Zimbabweans want to hear.
2: From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's ZFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup,
3: where the world comes out to play. Do you keep your messages uh, coming in. And of course, as well as your predictions for tonight's second semi-final between Morocco, the last African team standing, and the defending champions of France, boasting the mercurial talents of Kylian Mbappe, who would have seen what Lionel Messi did last night and thought to himself, you know what? I need to put on a show tonight and lead France into the finals. That number is Five. Can Morocco shock the world just like they did when they beat Belgium, when they beat Spain, when they beat, of course, uh, Portugal and sent Cristiano Ronaldo home? For now, we're talking rugby, and there's a bit of a crisis, guys. World rugby <laughs> reeling from Bernard Laporte, suspending himself as vice chairman after he was handed a two-year suspended prison sentence and fined 75,000 euros by a French court for being guilty of corruption charges. The verdict comes just nine months before France hosts the World Cup over which there now hangs a considerable cloud. Let's hear from rugby pundit Brent Pope who says the focus should shift to finding out if corruption is widespread at World Rugby.
6: Now, the Rugby World Cup next year in France already had a bit of a cloud over it as their chief executive was dismissed, was sacked for overseeing an alleged climate of terror, which isn't great, to be honest. Now, Altrad, meanwhile, was sentenced to an 18-month suspended jail sentence and fined €50,000. Now, the All group sponsors quite a lot in rugby. They sponsor the 2021 Women's World Cup. They've also signed a big deal for the jersey sponsor for the All Blacks, so not good at all. And for a bit more background, in 2017, Laporte had agreed to appear in Altrad conferences and was paid 180,000 euros for reproducing his image rights, so not bad. And later that year, he signed a sponsorship with Altrad An agreement was renewed in 2018. Additionally, Laporte was accused of interfering on Altrad's behalf in a disciplinary matter. So this is this passive corruption we're talking about where he's kind of letting things happen that shouldn't happen. Now, I guess you could say the positive is is that the corruption has been uncovered and acted on, albeit by the French court and not World Rugby yet. And it's going to be interesting to see what action World Rugby take. If any, I'm sure they're going to do something to try and reassure the world of rugby that this type of corruption is not widespread.
3: Uh, Brent uh, Pope uh, speaking to our producer there earlier on Bernard Laporte and his suspension uh, from World Rugby. Chris, what are the crimes that are leveled at Laporte?
4: Okay, so. And Laporte was actually found. He's also the pre, the president of the French Rugby Federation. I think that's important to point out. Yeah. So he was found guilty of a number of charges. So at a trial over influence peddling and illegally acquiring assets, including one relating to a 1.5 million pound jersey sponsorship contract for the national team, which was awarded to his friend. Coincidentally, and billionaire owner of Montpellier, um, Mohed Altrad. So, when you're taking a look at that sort of combination of charges, here's the thing about corruption that I always find. This is the tip of the iceberg. Mm. This is what, yeah. Yeah. is what they found so, so far. far.
3: And, and I think he poised to that, uh, doesn't he, Brent Pope, Barry, when he says that, you know what, these are sort of like the charges that have been levelled uh, by uh, a French court. Mm. World Rugby hasn't actually initiated an investigation. An investigation so yeah. we should actually expect to hear more and perhaps see a lot more... When they actually launch a fully fledged uh, investigation, because surely they'll have to uh, when things have hit this sort of like level.
0: 100%, uh, they'll they'll have to, uh, especially given that. Listen, the 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 entity that's that's involved. You look at that 1.5 million pound uh, jersey sponsorship that uh, Chris just mentioned. Uh, Mohad Mah- Altrad, his influence in rugby, or at least his company's influence in rugby, is far-reaching, and I think that uh, Brent Pope uh, pointed to some of the elements there. You 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 then begin to uh, extrapolate the possible uh, influence that he had uh, that that was that was peddled by Laporte so I completely agree with you guys it's likely that this is the tip of the iceberg when World Rugby gets into it and institutes an audit uh, the skeletons are going to come clambering out
3: and how far will they go Chris because Laporte was actually the running mate uh, of the chairman <laughs> of World Rugby Bill Beaumont uh, and that was of course in the 2020 World Rugby election and uh, the good thing, I guess, is that he sort of, like, suspended himself yeah. yes. immediately, excused yes. himself that's from in mitigation. office. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. That's in mitigation. Mm. Uh, but there'll be those that will look at Bill Beaumont as well and think yep. to himself, you know what, uh, are your hands in the cookie jar as well? You <laughs> yeah, know well. Uh, this is a very close friend of yours. Yeah. You work hand in hand, hand in glove. Mm. Uh, are you also complicit or are you involved in any of those shenanigans?
4: And you know what, the, the very logical assumption when you're taking a look at this situation <laughs> is that... They, they, they were together in yeah. these things. I think when you're taking a look at major organisations and things at this level, the number of sign-offs and clearances that have to take place for certain decisions to be made, there's no way that it's completely clear. And once they take a look at that paper trail, I'm pretty sure Bill Beaumont might be implicated in this as well. If I was him, I'd be calling Laporte this morning say, what the hell is going on?
3: All right, uh, let's also give you, of course, uh, some of the major sporting scandals that have rocked world sport. FIFA scandal we all know of. Does it actually ever end? But the fallout is ongoing from investigations into Sepp Blatter's reign as FIFA president. 14 people indicted in connection to bribery charges associated with a variety of incidents. Amongst these was the Qatar 2022 World Cup bid and a yet unnamed sports equipment company alleged to have paid 40 million US dollars in bribes to sponsor the Brazil national. Football team, okay. I could go on and on and on. I think you don't even have to say the the sports brand because everybody knows. We (laughs) all know exactly. If you if you know Brazil, you know what we are talking about. Then there is a Russia state-sponsored doping. Uh, An independent commission from the World Anti-Doping Agency found that Russia was running a state-sponsored doping program, describing a system that included shadow laboratories, destroyed urine samples, and surveillance of lab work by Russian intelligence agents. And this one is particularly shocking, Chris, because (laughs) this was the state... The very government which should hold uh, Sports administrators Absolutely. to Account and yes. the
4: highest standards They were actually the ones behind The yeah. cheating. This is, this is literally Orchestrating yeah. <laughs> A literal corruption scandal For yourself. I think in as much As I'm sure Russia had very vested Interests in the development of their sport I think going about it this Route and they probably would defend it Is slightly problematic.
3: All right and then of course In America the NBA refereeing Scandal. Former NBA referee Tom Donaghy was sentenced to 15 months in jail and around three years of supervised release. Donaghy was found using his NBA knowledge to bet on professional basketball games during his time as an official, which spans from 1994 to the year 2007. He also claimed that there was an institutional fixing of games by the NBA, specifically the infamous 2002 final series between the Kings and the Lakers. And uh, it reminds me of the retired referee A Premier League referee What was his name again? Who talked about they, They were briefed Ooh, about, Howard Whip. Ha- not Howard Webb. No, one? no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll think. Of, no, there's mm. not one of the popular guys okay. uh, who talked about. You know what? They were briefed mm. about how to handle matches, yeah. how to wow. blow the style. Mm. Yeah, hey, you know what? Make it a bit more controversial. Give more penalties. Give more free kicks. Let's make the product more exciting. I, I, I have, a, I have a major problem with the, the. Um,
0: the influence, especially from a global perspective, of the betting houses—that um, mm. you know—and now they're, they're sponsoring teams and all sorts. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's a bit of a. <laughs> there's a conflict there <laughs> that uh, you know, yet is yet uncovered. Uh, but maybe as we go on, might come.
3: The four. absolutely, this is ZFM Sport on a Wednesday, wacky Wednesday. We just about to hit our play of the day. Is DJ Chris behind the turntables? <laughs> you don't have long to wait, but before she gets there, let's hear from her as she takes us around the world in 60
4: Hello, my name is Iban I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We begin in England with former England cricketer Andrew Flint, Flintoff's son says his father is lucky to be alive following a car crash during the filming of an episode of BBC's Top Gear car show. Flintoff show Flintoff, who quit cricket in 2010 and joined Top Gear as a host in 2019, received medical care at the scene before being taken to a hospital with the BBC saying his injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. Head over to news from Italy where Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc says he gained no satisfaction from finishing second between the two Red Bulls in the Drivers' Championship this season. At the start of the campaign, many expected Leclerc and Ferrari to challenge for honours, but it quickly became apparent that Red Bull and Max Verstappen we're just too fast. We'll touch down in the United States where Randolph Ross, part of the United States Olympic gold winning 4 x 400 meter squad, has been banned for three years for faking an email to doping bosses. After missing three appointments with testers in a year, Ross said an autom- an automatic email from the whereabouts system showed he had been given new details. However, Ross later admitted to the Athletics Integrity Unit that he had doctored the email.
2: The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Jogo Bonito, Tiki Taka, Total Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update
0: on CFM Sports. One semi-final done, one spot in the final confirmed and Lionel Messi has praised Argentina's intelligence after they swept aside Croatia with a no-nonsense 3-0 win to reach the World Cup final, having shown more guts than flair to beat the Netherlands in the previous round. Messi converted a first-half penalty before Julian Alvarez scored either side of the interval to see off an overwhelmed Croatia who had a little left in the tank after progressing through the two previous round on penalties. Let's hear from Lionel Messi who spoke after last night's match.
6: What I can say is that I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm feeling really good. I feel strong enough to face every match. The previous match was a big sacrifice and we went to extra time. That was not easy. Today we were tired but we pulled our strengths to be strong and to earn this victory. We played very well. We knew we would play this way. The first match was a big blow for us because we were unbeaten in 26 matches. We didn't think we would lose to Saudi Arabia. It was an acid test for the whole squad, but we proved how strong we are. We were aware that if we didn't win, things would be more complicated. We have played five finals, and luckily enough, we won them. We hope this will be the same for the final on Sunday. We lost the first match due to fine details, but it made us stronger.
0: Uh, important that he pointed out about that first game because uh, Argentina, in their pursuit of a third World Cup title, the first since 1986, uh, will need Messi and in the entire uh, uh, group, uh, Chris, to... Put aside and and learn from Each game the things Mm. that they do wrong They learned from the Saudi Arabia Experience losing that first game Uh, They fixed it and haven't lost since And in truth haven't looked Like anything but a team That's going all the way to the final
4: Yeah and when you take a look at tournaments You want to make your mistakes where Uh, It's not detrimental to the campaign And it's not going to get you knocked out And that's exactly what happened with Argentina They learned from that game and they managed to I think progress and improve with each game, and I think that's what we saw last night. That 3 0 scoreline is not a fluke, mm. I think it's just evidence of. Uh, Argentina's evolution In this World Cup
0: Mike you predicted 3-1 And as we left the studio uh, Unfortunately it was off air You said that it would be easy For yeah. Argentina I don't think even Argentina uh, Thought it would Listen it wasn't a facile victory yeah. But I think the way That they went about their business Made it look that way
3: Yeah I, I listen I think uh, barring one or two World Cups vary, uh The history of the World Cup says that there's always a team That sort of like Hits its straps At the semi-final stage There's always mm-hmm. a team that starts to make a really big move uh, for honours around the semi-final stage. You go back uh, to uh, when West Germany uh, won uh, the World Cup uh, at Italia 90. Mm. Uh, you know, Argentina, despite losing the first match, actually looked like uh, the side that uh, would go all the way uh, right. with the mercurial talents of uh, Diego Maradona and mm. win it. But West Germany uh, galvanised by that very hard-fought win over England yeah. uh, in the semi-final with the side that took uh, momentum uh, into the final And beat Argentina Which was a, a more Talented side Ita- uh, Italy themselves In 2006 mm. as well yeah. uh, They literally Came out of nowhere Struggled to get Through their group, group yeah. uh, Which had the likes Of Sweden You mm. know uh, And so forth And then uh, They were They played Germany mm. In the semi-final No one gave them A chance, chance yeah. uh, They went to extra time Beat Germany 2-0 And then they went With that Against a very talented France side yeah. And took France To penalties mm. uh, So it always Happens like that mm. and and, uh, Fabio Grosso. Yeah, Fabio <laughs> Grosso. The Grosso. The winning penalty <laughs> for Italy. And uh, I just saw similarities with this uh, Argentina side struggling initially, losing to Saudi Arabia. A lot of people beginning to question them, beginning to doubt, despite the fact that they came into uh, the World Cup on a 36-match unbeaten run. Mm. And as the Copa America champions, they still had people who would question their pedigree and their ability. But like Chris said, match after match, they've made marginal games, got good gains, got better and better as a team. This is a team that for long periods actually can play without Messi. And then all they need is for Messi to be decisive in big moments. Conjure up some magic like you did last night. And football pundit
0: Alejandro Moreno uh, says that Messi's brilliance was on full display last
5: night. He is, in, in my opinion, the best example in the modern history of the game a player whose body language doesn't tell you what he's about to do. (laughs) Because in every sequence today, you looked at him and said, is he even, is he even, is he out here? What is he? See, he's walking over there, he's walking over here, he's walking over here. And then whenever he felt like there was a moment in which he could impact the game by either being an outlet for Argentina, or perhaps a guy that was able to create the chance, or perhaps a guy that was gonna finish the chance, all of a sudden, life, everywhere. He goes back to 10 years ago. That ability of Lionel Messi to turn it on and off in a game is amazing to me. I don't know how he does it, but when it mattered the most, he made the plate of the tournament in that third goal. Alejandro
0: Moreno, probably as incredulous as all of us because we didn't expect him to roll back the years the way that he... Listen, he's... He's the greatest of all time Uh, uh, So you expect him to do something special But I think Particularly last night We saw Vintage Messi Oh the, yeah the, the carries The the dribbles The body swerves It was all there In full display yeah. And what better place To do it than a Semi-final a of the
4: Cup Perfect stage I think For any doubters Of his capability Of what he's still Able to do And contribute Especially to that Argentina team I think last night And especially for Messi fans generally To be able to see That sparkle again I think was absolutely Incredible But also When you're just Taking a look at Scoring five goals he scored five goals mm-hmm. yep. And the only person Who's equaled that record Is Kylian Mbappe Who's how many years younger Yeah I think is also Just testament to What he's come into This tournament And been able to uh,
3: do. Messages have been coming in uh, Thanks Mutzimba, Our buddy out in Gurumon says Hello guys Enwrapped and transfixed attention We banqueted On some Contagious and Messy magic Yes In a show of Stupendous <laughs> Intestinal uh, resolve come Leo on. and his escort Charged with Predatory menace And vehemence To off the ritually diehard Croatia to their birthday suits, butterfly them, pulverize them to itsy-bitsy smidgens in a breeze, there they while they will, they will, caressing a footy realm that's adjacent oh to or abut on mystery. Wow. The aroma yes. of glory is hovering in Buenos Aires. Yes.
4: Yes. Yes. yes, thanks. You Mizzima, Mizzima. I, I don't know
3: why uh-huh. uh, anyone right now who's got a newspaper or a website yes. does not get this guy to say, hey, you know what? We need you to do a weekly. Oh, yes, uh, exactly. A weekly yes. column yes. on a weekend. Because 100%. you know what? People will love thanks, Mudzimba. You have a gift. He uh, yeah, has a gift. I mean, yeah, uh, he really and, has a gift.
4: Uh, slightly over the top, but yes. Uh, yes. listen, it's that over the top yes. mess that actually makes it fun, doesn't I, it? It makes it so much fun. And it's always such a pleasure to hear those messages. And you know what? This is not something that I. Think I think he writes, like, you know, just in a in a blurb, just as the messages start coming yeah. in. I think this is such incredibly well thought out. And he paints pictures so beautifully. All
3: right, mm-hmm. Our buddy out in uh, Poland has got in touch. He says, Messi might be actively resting, not exerting himself to keep himself fresh for the rigors of The tourney, and uh, there is that, of course, school of thought, Barry, that he's not just walking around. Yeah. He's actually picking positions, he's actually saving himself. And uh, the other thing I actually discovered is that there there is research uh, that was done that says that a player will only be on the ball a maximum Mm -hmm. of three minutes and 20 seconds. In a game In a That's game, insane. yeah So
0: well, how you use your 3 minutes and 20 seconds <laughs> On average Is a very, very important And I think Messi is using it to great uh, effect We spoke we spoke about it uh, on, on this show When we when we said that Messi has rejuvenated I don't, I don't the, as, as, as,
3: as a guy is too much Messi <laughs> As I messed up <laughs> Let's also give credit to the whole Argentina team Well, we're getting there, don't we're worry get, We're getting
0: there We're getting there uh, For now, a little bit more Messi And we we, we talked about the fact that he's reinvented himself, realized that he can't run the ninety. So He's got to conserve his energy and use it in bursts, even at Paris Saint Germain. And Paris Saint Germain is getting to a place where Argentina, I believe, has arrived, Mm. where they're able to play with Messi. (laughs) Because when you play with Messi, you've got to understand that he's not going to necessarily chase back everything, he's not going to press, he's not going to. You have to do the work while he picks pockets of space. Give the ball to him in space. And, gonna and, and, and then he's either going magic.
3: to create or he's, yeah. he's going to hurt the opposition. And, yeah. and I think that's what Lionel Messi does. The other thing, Barry, that is that he has found, I think, a perfect uh, strike partner in Julian Alvarez. Alvarez uh, yeah. The youngster from Manchester City. Because that youngster knows where uh, and when to make those runs. Yes. Uh, and that is critical because Messi is able to... You know what? Thread the pass. Yep. He's able yeah. to to feed the ball uh, to their attackers. You know, And uh, he's very direct as well. Yeah, we saw him with that goal. I mean, listen, fortuitous second goal. Yes. That one, I thought yes. it could have been cleared on a couple of occasions. But it's just testament to his heart, his effort. And tenacity. And he carried on running. Yeah. He went for it. Even the penalty that he yeah. won, it's as a result of that direct approach. And he suits Messi to a T. To a T. And you've got me excited. <laughs> because... That that's with the ball.
0: Now without the ball, Alvarez suits. Messi to a T as well, because his pressure on the ball carrier is phenomenal. So, consequently, even when you win the ball, and Messi isn't necessarily pressing, Alvarez is doing the work of two men to cover for Messi. So, I think he's found the, 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 the perfect partner uh, in that striking
3: combination. Joe Enrua says, Argentina are now very streetwise and will win the cup on Sunday to give a befitting international retirement package uh, to the GOAT. And uh, they do have a lot of midfielders. I mean, we've just talked about Alvarez our- Is Chris, but they do have a lot of midfielders like DePaul, you know, and uh, McAllister who are willing. To do the running, who yeah. are willing to do the donkey work and the dirty work.
4: And that's exactly what being, and when we say a team is working together, that's exactly mm. what we mm. mean. Everyone has a very specific role to play in executing that particular game plan. And if a team is able for everyone to just do their job mm. and then stick it through, then that I think that's where we get results like last uh, night.
3: Tawanda Matala, good evening, Tawanda. You say the Argentinian goalminder is the most underrated player in the World Cup. He keeps clean sheets. No one talks about him And he's talking about Martinez the Villa Goalkeeper yeah, yeah. Who's been instrumental uh, To them getting To the final Of the World Cup Let's roll back To the Copa America
0: Again phenomenal Tournament for Emiliano um, Martinez uh, He is a great Shot stopper Great distributor Of the ball uh, And uh, listen Under the high ball I think there's there's Few better than him uh, So he's certainly An unsung hero And has been a hero uh, For that Argentine Side So Argentina Is through to that Final on a Sunday. Uh, who will join them? Morocco or France? Let's talk about that next. As the stars shoot across the desert sky,
2: the lions roar and the eagles swoop. Africa, we hunt as one.
0: Now, Morocco coach Walid Ragragoui says that the trailblazing Atlas Lions will fight to achieve their crazy dream of a place in the World Cup final when they face a monumental test of their mettle against current holders France in tonight's semi final. Morocco have already made history as the first African team to reach the last four, having stunned Belgium, Spain, and Portugal along the way. Let's hear from the Morocco coach Walid Ragragoui.
1: Well, um, merci, mais, um, we want to get to the final of the FIFA World sur, Cup. Uh, now, I'm not just d- saying l- that. L- We're not just Et going l- through l- the motions. Oui, we aren't satisfied with c- reaching c- the c- semi-final. And I've been the first African team jours, to do that. We want to go further than to that. Say, and, that. and that's why my players, players are ready, ready to, to give, give to everything. The staff is also ready to give everything to pull off an upset an victory. No, As we did against Belgium, Croatia, no, Spain final, and we Portugal. We're facing the best and team in the world. we are focused on achieving our goal. Zip. Mike, his
0: tactics have been called defensive, ugly, sufferable. Discuss.
3: Listen, that's the the best way to, uh, I think, uh, approach the games that he's played. Uh, They're coming in from uh, the position of the underdog uh, against teams that uh, they acknowledge and that we all acknowledge have got uh, better players and uh, have got a a higher pedigree than Morocco. Uh, And so it's uh, really foolish to be gung-ho and to try and go toe-to-toe with these these teams because they will hurt you. What you've got to do is set yourself up, uh, organise yourself and make sure that you play structured football and look to hurt your opponent whenever you have the chance to and that's what Morocco has done from day one and the fact that they are doing it consistently against big teams Belgium number two coming into the World Cup uh, a highly fancied mm. Spain which was scoring goals for fun put seven past Costa Rica was unable uh, to shift the Morocco defence Portugal uh, boasting the uh, attacking talents of the likes of Bernardo Silva Rafael Leao uh <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo coming off the bench to yeah. try and influence that game only at 10 touches uh, over the course of 37 minutes so this is a very well organised side and they yeah. do realise that that's how they have to play in order to make progress I don't see anything changing versus France they're up against arguably the best side in yeah. world football in, world in football, France yeah. at the defending champions. so they will have the same structured approach to the game. And uh,
0: their, their way of playing has uh, caused quite a few injuries in their ranks. Roman Saiz, the captain, uh, stretched it off. He says that he's going to do his best to be fit. they got Mazrui, uh, who's also injured. Uh, he says he's going to try and be there. Hakim Ziyech looks like he might be available, but these are the walking wounded. So even <laughs> if they play, it's going to be a tough one.
4: It's definitely going to be a tough one for Morocco. And I think to some extent when it comes to just pedigree, in as much as we've seen them play some very structured football they there's a mental hurdle here as well first of all it's the first time they've been here another thing is you're coming up against the defending champions I think when we're taking a look at that France side just in terms of depth you talked about the fact that this is a walking wounded yeah. France complete at the end they have incredible depth in that squad so just man for man against this Morocco side yes their tactics I think will work to an extent but I think this is potentially where Morocco's luck runs out
0: tactically Um
4: and, and uh,
0: listen, I I, I want to get your thoughts on this Because uh, you're the one who pointed out that against Spain uh, The the most touches were on the flanks Yeah um, Do that tonight and you're putting yourself into mortal peril Because the flanks are probably France's strongest area With Dembele and uh, Mbappe on either side
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about that I think it, in terms of uh, potentially Dembele I think Dembele hasn't shown enough for me uh, mm-hmm. to be uh, a major concern. It's Mbappe who's the key. Yeah. Uh, but I think with Mbappe, uh, what Morocco do have is a world class fullback. Yeah. Uh, and in his uh, best friend, uh, and of course, club foot uh, thing, uh, clubmate. Club uh, uh, that's Hakimi. Hakimi uh, yeah. And that's so Hakimi. he's going to actually have to play the game of his life. And uh, we know how Amrabat, uh, in uh, the, the middle of the park, the heart is able the, to, to patrol and move uh, and sense danger and support uh, the fullback. When he needs to That combination Is going to be key But Let's not also forget For me You know what I know we are fixated Mbappe is having A a, a good World Cup For me A good World Cup Uh, But I think we've exaggerated How great a World Cup He's having He's Mm. having a good World Cup He's not having a great World Cup It looks like a great World Cup When we're taking
4: Taking a look at The kerfuffle that was happening Before the World Cup Because no one expected That he would come And show up And actually score This Mm. many goals
3: Because for me the, the, The key players for France Have been Griezmann And And and, and if you concentrate too much on the flanks, those two players, especially Griezmann, playing in that withdrawn uh, attacking role where he's almost playing in the hole Mm. uh, as a playmaker, uh, he's going to hurt you. He's able to pass, pick out passes, winning passes. I mean, that cross that he gave for Giroud to score the winning goal uh, versus England is just testament to what he can do. And then Giroud himself, as well, uh, always underestimated by many people, Mm. and yet scores goals. He's on four goals. It's just. Exactly. one behind Messi one behind and Mbappe, and Mbappe yeah. so it's, it's it's a very interesting I just saw this message Argentina will never win the World Cup Mbappe no one said that did, did, do, do I remember Today? It? No We said, yeah. we said they are In the final And, and they, are they are, they? <laughs> are they people? people are beginning To see ghosts They're getting nervous <laughs> They're getting nervous that People are getting nervous The one thing That they feared Yes so, you know, because they, they, they always used to say Oh Messi needs to win An international trophy Yeah, He won it He won it Then they said Oh he has to win The World, World Cup. Cup Now it's it's there now And yeah. people are beginning To see ghosts in the shadows yeah. No one said Argentina was, was winning the World Cup So mm. uh, hey buddy Sorry about that But Morocco And <laughs> uh, a lot of people, I think, uh, they are, of course, uh, not giving them much of a chance uh, against France and right. Well, while speak.
0: you've got the mic, uh, quick uh, update, um, uh, <laughs> prediction. A quick uh, prediction.
3: <laughs> I am going with two uh, 0 France. Two 0 France, Chris. 3-0 no France. 3-0 no France. 3-0 no France. No France. She's okay. bold.
0: She's bold. Uh, I am going to go with a 2-1 to
3: France. 2-1 to France. 2-1 to France. You know what? You guys talked about the jinx yesterday. That yeah, we, we, broke we, broke all jinx. <laughs> we broke the We, jinx. Broke, we broke the jinx. The, this, jinx is the <laughs> this is the one. This <laughs> is <laughs> no, 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 the
0: one. This is the jinx were, <laughs> <laughs> we're back tomorrow. Don't miss the show. May God wish you bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Manandé, out.
1: It is Messi. It is the cleanest, the
2: clean finishes, and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such
3: such sluggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on.
2: Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo.
3: My station, your station.